This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 80. We're already more than a quarter of the way through the year. Can you believe it? Have your New Year's resolutions faded away? Maybe they really are in the rearview mirror. Well, coming up, we'll discuss how to find motivation and stick with it. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can improve your health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics covering nutrition, fitness, a whole lot more. And on this episode, we're going deep into ways we can become and remain motivated when we're trying to accomplish our goals. With me today is certified personal trainer and macro nutrition coach, Anne-Marie Wakula. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? Well, I'm excited to have you with us because, you know, you've got such a deep, rich, it's a recent history, but man, you, you're deep into all kinds of stuff. Personal trainer, macro nutrition coach, as I mentioned, certified nutrition coach, extend bar group fitness instructor, and then to keep you really busy and fit, three kids. You know, you're getting your kids out to help work with you and work out and do some fun stuff. And I love, love your motto. Living a healthy lifestyle doesn't have to be that hard. And I think for those of us over 40, which I know is one of your focuses, you know, with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, you've got an entire series called Fitness Over 40. That's really an important thing to a lot of us. It doesn't have to be hard, right? It doesn't. You know, I feel as if a lot of people look at a healthy lifestyle and it just seems so overwhelming. And there's so much information out there when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle and being active. So when you look at the bigger picture of everything, it's like, oh, wow, where do I even start? So, you know, just simple things, really. Well, and, you know, beginning something is the start, right? You've got to begin it. But at times, and we're talking and focusing on motivation today, at times motivation feels like the ingredient required to get things done is there. It's kind of the fuel that drives us to get to the end of the destination. So, you know, we're kind of seeing where we want to be. We want to lose weight. We want to walk more, whatever it is. But motivation isn't a cookie-cutter deal because we're all different individuals, and everyone has got a different reason for wanting to accomplish maybe the very same goal, you know, that we set for ourselves. So when we're looking to find this motivation to get fit, to feel better, where do we begin so that we can actually get on some kind of a track to accomplish our goals? Well, first, I love what you said about motivation being fuel. It's the fuel to reach your goal. It is all the steps to get you there. It's feelings, it's emotions, it's determination and drive and power and grit. And it's also measured by how badly you really want something. So looking at that overall definition of what motivation is, if you look at your overall goal and start with a small, very manageable step to get you there, that's really where you begin. And so is the motivation for us, it's got to come from uh, multiple places, right? For some people, because we are so individual, it may come from the inside out. For others, they may be spurred by a spouse or their children or a friend, right? You get a buddy system and all of a sudden you're walking with three of your neighbors. It's so individual. It is individual. Um, It's a little bit of mind over manner and a lot of planning. So setting goals, having a clear vision of exactly what you want, not knowing where to start is very overwhelming. So figuring out how to get there is basically where you backtrack to get to that goal. So yeah, like you said, finding a friend. If it's walking, you find a friend, you find an accountability buddy to get you there. 
I think a lot of people, again, going back to, you don't know where to start. So you start with goals. And I have a lot of my clients start with smart setting goals. Have you heard of the smart goals? I feel like that's popular. I have, but go ahead and explain it. For most of us, we maybe have heard of it, but we don't understand what the acronym means. Sure. So it's being very specific about what you want. It's setting measurable, meaningful, and motivating tasks. And then something that's achievable, and I'll kind of go back to that in a second, relevant to you. So I tell my clients, if you're doing this for someone other than yourself, you're not going to achieve the goal. It has to be something that you want. And then time-bound, time-sensitive. So you know, if you're a person that needs to lose a significant amount of weight, maybe it's you know 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever, looking at that big picture may be extremely overwhelming. So get specific. This month, I'm going to aim to start moving. Maybe it's not even a weight loss goal, you know, just being more active. So that's being specific. And then you measure it by saying, I'm going to walk twice this week. And then you start moving towards it, which would be achieving it. And then it's relevant to you because that's something that you really want. And it's time sensitive because you're going to put a month timeline on it, or maybe even smaller than that, maybe even a week. So we start with goals. I also do another like visualization process that I love. Okay. So I'll take you back to, oh gosh, maybe 2007 when the economy or no, maybe six. I'm not sure when the economy wasn't doing well. We'll have to look at timing. My husband had lost his job and I had two young children at home. I wasn't working either at the time because I decided I wanted to be home with my family and we had no income. And it was New Year's Eve and we sat around and had a glass of wine when after we put our babies to bed. We were like, what do we want our future to look like? So we got a bunch of magazines and started cutting out basically what we thought the next five years were going to look like. I mean, and it was really, it had no limits on it. You know what I mean? So it didn't matter how much money we had or didn't have. It didn't matter what our resources were. We were just thinking big. We wanted to travel. We wanted to move. He put pictures of what he wanted his job to look like. And basically it was a vision board and it was amazing. We hung it in our house within six months He had a brand new job in something that he wasn't even working in before. It was a sales position. It took us outside of Michigan for a couple of years with our family, but it basically was the building block of where he is now and where our family is now, but it all came from visions. I'm a dreamer. The sky is not the limit. It's beyond. (laughs) That's great. So, I mean, nothing can hold you back if you really, really want that. And you know, so many people, it's really interesting because I bet some people are listening to this and they're on fire for creating their own vision board, but some who are visual thinkers and learners have never even thought of that idea. So that's so cool to inspire all of us to really think about how we can create something that's concrete. We can actually see a picture of the skinnier me or, you know, the I'm driving that car me or whatever it is that's your goal, right? I'm telling you, it's pretty incredible. I trained for bodybuilding shows. I've done four. And the last one I did was in October. And I have a family. I'm busy. Excuses. That's another thing that gets in the way of motivation, right? You know, you've got a million excuses. I've got a family. I've got a husband that travels. I've got a business. I have a million reasons why I could sit back and say, you know what? I'm going to start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But don't wait to start tomorrow. For that show, at the end of the day, I would get in bed and I would see what I looked like at the end, how I felt, 
go through the process of what achieving your goal gives you, that feeling, and then it will keep you motivated. Every night to get up, I get up at 5.30 and train in the morning the next day. Who wants to get up and work out at 5.30 in the morning? Not a lot of people, right? Yeah. So that's what gave me the spark, just putting myself in that moment, what it felt like at the end, how proud I was, you know, what it looked like for me. And that motivated me every single day to get up and keep working. And that could work for anyone with any process, with any goal to stay motivated. You know, back to, and, and you're wrapping so much wisdom in this whole conversation, but back to that idea of a vision board, you know, in the, in the business world, and I know you're in it, this notion of reverse engineering is talked about with everything from cars to, you know, the way we go about our lives. But really, when you're setting this vision, whether you're just thinking about it in your mind or actually have a board, there is something to be said for reverse engineering back and saying, well, I do want to lose the 40 pounds and I've got 52 weeks. And if I look at it that way, maybe it's not such a hard goal, you know? Absolutely right. It's not. Again, you just start with those little tasks to get you there. You look at the big picture, which may seem so overwhelming 52 weeks from now, but you just take it one step at a time. So this may seem more general and maybe more basic to some, but there has to be something in your experience with people you've worked with, that spark of motivation. You know, we've already admitted we're also individual and it may be different for everybody, but have you noticed a thread that runs through something that literally can light the fire and get people going? I know you've probably mentioned a few already, but what comes to mind? Yeah. So with the clients that I work with right now, I'm working with a lot of weight loss clients and clients that are just getting started with fitness. And I think for every single one of them and the most successful ones are the ones that say, I'm done living my life the way that I was living it. I'm ready to start. And you literally have to come to that point where you are just fed up. You're done. Tomorrow's the day I'm going to start. And then I'm the kind of person I like to start on a Monday, right? So I say, okay, countdown. I've got five more days and Monday's going to be here. And between now and Monday, I've got a notebook and we're writing down our tasks. We're writing down where we're going to start. We're actually getting a calendar and I'm a woman too. So I like to make sure I have all the equipment along with it. So I'll go and I'll, I'll get my new workout shoes and, you know, I'll go to Target and get my new notebook and all the things that I need to make everything look pretty before I get started. But that motivates me too. You know, we're going to start golf this summer. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need that new golf club and a little golf skirt, but that's going to motivate my game. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have the clothes and that equipment for golf, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, and then you said something else in SMART goals, you know, so we kind of covered each one of the letters, S-M-A-R-T, but the A is really interesting to me, that part about your goal being achievable, because sometimes we can set ourselves up for not being able to stay motivated because, you know, my goal is I'd like to uh, go to the moon or I need to drive a Rolls Royce. Well, neither one of those are that achievable. I mean, just intellectually, I kind of know it. So I'm a big dreamer. But, you know, you must see that too, where keeping it real to some extent is actually helpful because then you're able to achieve those steps along the way. Yeah, it is definitely important to keep it real. I don't know about the moon, but maybe you could get that Rolls Royce. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. I have a new goal. That's awesome. Yeah. Why not? Why not? What are the steps that are going to get you there? But yeah, 
keeping it realistic. That's where I come in, you know, as a personal trainer, as a coach. So that, that is where a coach actually comes in. So if you, no matter what the goal is, you know, whether it's starting your own business or working for fitness or health goals, if you find someone that's five steps ahead of you to help you through that, they're going to help you keep it real, to help you keep the goal real and manage your expectations and then manage the steps. So, you know, even if it's a friend too, I a couple years ago trained and I did the free pass half marathon in Detroit and I just wanted a goal of running a half marathon. I actually didn't enjoy running at all, but I did it anyways because I wanted to check the box, right? I found a coach and a plan to get me to that point. And then I also had a workout buddy. I also wanted to touch on the fact that there are some times when you're going through the whole process that you may not actually enjoy some of the tasks that are associated with the process, okay? So if we take early morning workouts, for example, getting up early, what's going to keep you motivated? Well, maybe you're not looking forward to the workout, or maybe you want to lose weight and working out is a part of it, but it's really not something for you. If you could find something enjoyable to do during the workout or during that task that makes you look forward to it in that moment, it'll help. So for example, you know, a lot of people are like, put together a great playlist and, you know, do your workout. Well, some people aren't motivated by music. I personally am motivated by podcasts and personal growth books and and all of that. So I look forward to my week by planning out what I'm going to listen to during my workout. And I actually look forward to the podcast and I don't even think about the workout while I'm doing it. If you think you want to cook more for your family and you don't really enjoy cooking, but you love spending time with your little ones or your significant other, ask them to join in with you. So you may be cooking and, and you don't really love cooking, but spending that time with your loved one is really valuable. And, you know, we talked about that spark or any kind of spark that can motivate. And maybe you've not been a person who listens to music or podcasts because you just haven't had your small headset or earbuds or whatever it is. And that single purchase or the really cool frying pan you've always wanted, whatever it is, could literally be the spark that gets you going. And then you're just on fire. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. Well, tell me about it. What have you experienced? I always think I should be playing Eye of the Tiger when I'm working out, you know. Yes. For, for, yeah. And it's a great song and it does get you going. But I'm like you. I've started to defer, really not recently, in, in recent time though, to podcasts. I enjoy, I'm a lifelong learner. You know, it shows up in my tests that I'm a learner. So that's the way I roll. But I enjoy it. And I'm telling you just exactly what you said I so relate to the time involved with working out or riding a bike, because I just can't sit there for 40 minutes in my basement and do it and just not do anything, it just kind of evaporates. It goes away. It does. Before you know it, you're done with the task, and you're like, wow, I can't wait to hear what happens tomorrow or read what happens tomorrow. It's something to look forward to inside that moment. So we're still kind of focusing on starting something or the spark that comes along. What is it that you would suggest keeps us motivated? Is it literally looking for those sparks along the way? You know, we're just looking for lightning bugs on the path so we can get to the lake or what are we looking to do to stay motivated? It's definitely those sparks along the way. And then it's visualizing that long-term transformed person at the end. So you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to start. Just finding that one small task to get you there. And then creating a roadmap, really putting together a roadmap for success, planning it out in the calendar, taking it day by day. 
day by day. We're not talking week by week, month to month. You know, those things add up. It's one day at a time. Well, and you've said something else that I think is profound, and I know you're a coach, so this isn't just about your business, but that notion of having a spouse, a friend, a coach, someone who's walking alongside you, there's accountability for sure, right? There's some, but you're going to keep me in line with the smart goals you help me devise. But yet there's a lot to be said for that encourager, you know, the way before the pandemic, you know, in the old days when we could actually throw our arm around somebody and say, come on, let's go, let's go for a run. I think that's really a big part of motivation, don't you? Yeah. And you know what? Things have gotten so interesting in the fitness world in itself. So yeah, finding that one person, but we also have so many online platforms now for accountability, different groups, Facebook groups, different group fitness places that have taken, and it doesn't have to be just fitness. I mean, you can find Facebook groups for anything that you're looking to achieve, but it can be a virtual support group as well. You know, it doesn't have to be that side by side buddy. It could be a text message like, hey, I worked out today or I cooked for my family today. Did you cook for your family today? You know, just finding that one person that has a common ground and then we get creative because we're in a pandemic and we use technology to create these groups and these communities to support you. I think support is huge. Yeah, I agree. If you're trying to reach a goal and you feel overwhelmed, just finding that one person to kind of push you along the way to fail with you, to succeed with you, someone for you to turn to on your bad days and on your good days to celebrate with you, it's very important. And that keeps you motivated and working towards it because you have that person that you feel like you need to show up for, you know? Yeah, I've mentioned it before, I think, on the podcast. A couple of years ago, I started using the Lose It app, you know, so I'm tracking my food and all that. My wife, who has no problem, I mean, you know, she, I'm not kidding. She eats half the birthday cake and then says, oh, I lost two pounds. <laughs> it drives me bananas, right? So all of a sudden she sees me tracking food in a restaurant other places and she sort of looks at me and said, well, what are you doing with, why are you tracking all of your food? I said, well, I, I'm, I've made a decision. This is my accountability partner. Well, all of a sudden it rubbed off and even for her, who had not been tracking things, she now tracks and she'll say, well, you know, based on my workout and other things, I've got so many calories left. And I I didn't start out to want to be an influencer. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying I actually saw it happen with somebody who really didn't have the need, but yet it did rub off. And how encouraging is that too? You know, right, you yeah. see these other people in the accountability groups and you're like, oh my gosh, look how far that person has come. I can do this too. One of the best ones that I'm in is the Peloton accountability group. I know so many people probably have a Peloton or a treadmill, but looking at these inspiring stories, I mean, you know, from people that are, you know, diabetic or have cancer or disease and they're like, I am changing my life today. And you see their before and after transformation and what they're going through, it's amazing. And that is a motivator in itself. Well, and you know this so well from the industry that you're concentrating on and from our podcast perspective, but here we are coming through and out of this pandemic and getting those underlying conditions, some of them so fixable. I'm not saying it may be easy, but when you talk about hypertension, diabetes, you know, being overweight for not necessarily the next challenge of a pandemic, let's hope that's not coming, mm -hmm. but just your underlying immunity, right? I mean, to get your health in line so you can go about your business and just be healthy, 
if we haven't seen it proven to us with our own ears and eyes in the past year and a half or so that we need to have our underlying health in order, this is the time. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. You know, and with the fitness over 40 that I'm working on right now with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, I have seen so many incredible stories of people whose health has transformed. Wow. Because of fitness, people into their 50s and 60s that have taken up fitness and exercise over the last few years and are off medications. And I mean, they reverse the signs of aging and some of their health conditions because they've taken charge of their lives. Well, I can tell you, I mean, uh, you know, I'm over 60, just barely, but I'm there. I like to say I'm 31 on each side, you know, so... But you know what? One of my things is I heard it's a very famous uh, and it's gone viral, you know, Simon Sinek, what's your why? And I'll tell you what one of my whys is, is I have a frame, you know, that my kids download pictures of my kids and now grandkids on. And I see them cycle through. It's a high tech thing. It's delightful. They can upload recent photos. That's my why. I look at that frame and those pictures go by all the time. And I ask myself, well, why am I trying to get, why am I going out for a three-mile bike ride to five-mile bike ride, whatever it is today? Well, that's my why. I I come in, I look at those pictures, and I think, that's it. (laughs) You know, it's kind of simple, but that's it. I want to be here. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, that was such a powerful message right there. It is, is what is your why? And it's your family. I have a lot of clients that say, I need to lose 30 pounds so I can be active with my children, so I can see them graduate, you know? So, I mean, I love that. What's your why? So we start on this track, right? And we're motivated. You or we get our SMART goals listed. Maybe we've even created a vision board. And you know, like anything, you get somewhere down the path and you kind of slide off. And sometimes that's okay. There can be a fun factor. You can have birthday cake and still go back on your lifestyle diet. It's okay. It'll work out. But for some of us, what if motivation starts to fade? What if we're now seeing every once in a while we're slipping off of where we go? What is it that can re-motivate? So I like to schedule sparkles in the beginning of your whole journey. And then I like to schedule that visualization towards the middle. You know what I mean? Just when you're starting to feel like you need some motivation, going back to like even what you said, recognizing what your why is. So kind of putting little steps along the way to refocus your goals, to look back at where you started and where you've come and where you want to be, and then keep going. You just keep going, reassessing your journey along the way. So you've already touched on this, I think, in so many different ways, and we maybe haven't set it up specifically, but the idea that building healthy habits, that may not just be exercise, that may be eating, that may be whatever it is for you, You're, maybe you want to you know, stop smoking, whatever it is, building healthy habits, mm-hmm. this idea how we boost our motivation along the way by building healthy habits that we can continue to build on. You must see that all the time and work with people who that you're seeing success with that idea, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So starting small with, let's say, one walk a week, and then we bring it up to two workouts a week, and then just slowly over time, adding on, adding on the layers. Say it's walking. I feel like walking is very underrated, and it's actually, it's amazing exercise. You don't need to you know, run a mile and run fast and do tons of cardio in order to reach your goals. So let's say you want to walk 5,000 miles or 5,000 steps. Back it up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's, let's That'll be my you, goal next year yeah. with the Rolls Royce of 5,000 yeah, right? miles. Yeah. yeah, we got big goals. So <laughs> 5,000 steps and you're currently walking 3,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. Let You know, up it to four, 
four steps a day for six days, but on that seventh day, you get to that 5,000. You know what I'm saying? And then add the next week. You're going to walk 5,000 steps two days, but you're going to walk for the rest. And then the next week, you're going to walk 5,000 steps three days and then walk the rest at four. So just kind of setting those small milestones along the way. Yeah, that's helpful. And I think that, you know, technology can help us, right? There's so many people who would say, well, I, I, I don't even know how many steps I'm walking a day and, oh, the old-fashioned pedometer. Well, we're way past that. And it doesn't have to be an expensive device anymore. It can just be something you're wearing and it ties to your phone and boom, you see your steps. It can be just your phone. Yeah, right, right. I don't have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or any of those things. I just, my phone's on me pretty much all day, right? Yeah. You know, in my pocket, like most people. And, you know, we'll measure, I'll measure based on that. Or the other good one is to set a timer on your phone and let it go off every hour. And every hour you get up and you do a lap around your house or a walk up the stairs. So, you know, you could set reminders for yourself as well throughout the day to get up and do little things to achieve your goals. Well, and you just said something so powerful because here we are, we still have some skunky weather around. You know, we're going into spring and we know what that means. we got to have water so everything gets green. And there are going to be days where you can't go out and do your bike ride or your walk or whatever it is. But in the house, I know I used to poo-poo that idea and think there's no way. I mean, what's the point? And then I tracked it. And I know it's kind of monotonous to do loops around your family room and living room and you're, you know, back through the kitchen. But the dog starts following me and it became kind of fun. She thought we're going for a walk. And all of a sudden I looked down at the end of the day. I put on 5,000 steps just in my house. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I believe our first episode for Fitness Over 40 was how to work out inside your home. I mean, there's stairs. You've got hand weights and You've got flour for weights. You don't need a whole bunch of things. You can accomplish so much in your own home with body weight and getting up and walking around. You don't need all those extra things. <laughs> well, and I've seen a couple of your videos. You know, you're even using a five pound bag or through whatever it is of sugar. Yeah. You know, I happen to know because I'm a pilot that water or fuel, a gallon of liquid weighs about six pounds. Well, there you go. Just fill up the jug of, you know, the old milk jug that you were ready to throw out and recycle and you've got a six pound weight and it's free free 99. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So here's another thing. I've lived it. I'm sure you have. So it's not like it's some big admission, but there are times where we set our goals, we're motivated, and then, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then, oh, it stormed. And then uh, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. And then it's the next Monday. How do we break the cycle of procrastination? How do we do that? Because that seems like the opposite of motivation. I'm not sure it is completely, but how do we break it? You know, procrastination's hard. I can say that for myself. I will have a big task for the day and I will do a million little tasks, right? And leave that big task for the end. And then something always keeps coming up and I'm like, okay, big task tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Right? So what I've learned to do is take the big task and chunk it up into smaller, more manageable tasks. I think that seems to be like a key message today in our talk, small, manageable tasks, and just keep working towards that. Don't put it off. Actually schedule time for your tasks, and then you're more likely to achieve them. You know, and then quitting the excuses, right? No more excuses. It's easy to tackle. You know, start to set your mindset. It's easier to tackle these things if I break them up into small chunks. So I'm going to dedicate this amount of time Put in your schedule, put a reminder, okay, I scheduled this. I'm doing nothing else during this time but this. 
Yeah, that's good advice. And I think that I've noticed in my life, and for goodness sakes, with all that you've got going on, and let's just start with family life, you know, husband, three kids, mom at home, you're trying to work. We have to give ourselves some grace, too. It's not like we're losers if we miss the run today, because we can run tomorrow, right? I mean, just give yourself some grace that because life happens and you've got responsibilities with kids or whatever's going on in life, it's okay. You can go get your shoes on tomorrow and still do it as long as you get to it. Yep. I have a lot of clients that reach out and they feel bad that they can't get their workout in. And I say, you know what? Just reschedule. Reschedule it for another day this week. It's fine. You're still moving forward as long as you're doing something. And then celebrating those victories, celebrating your milestone victories and giving yourself a pat on the back. Sometimes you're so laser focused on the end game that you're not looking at the journey that you were just on and celebrating all the moments in between. So setting up those little victory celebration parties for yourself, that's important too. Well, that's so powerful. And, you know, I think it's keeping in sight the notion that your goals can be achievable, but don't get overwhelmed. Here's a for instance, and I'll make the numbers up just to make the point, but I've got someone, you know, in my family, in my life, all of a sudden they start losing two pounds a week. And I don't I don't just mean it was an initial thing. They're starting a pound and a half, two pounds, and they're like, oh, it's only two pounds. And I said, only? 52 weeks? You know, you'll vaporize. You'll be gone if you kept this pace up. So it's a great pace to be on, and we know it may not be realistic forever, but somehow we lose track of the fact that it doesn't have to be all dramatic stuff at the beginning. The power is looking down the road sometimes and then realizing these baby steps are still getting me there, man. I'm doing okay. Absolutely. You know, and with my clients and health and fitness, I have them take pictures so you can see the journey because sometimes the scale doesn't always, this is important for everyone listening to know. Sometimes the scale does not reflect the journey that you're on, but your pictures and measurements are huge. And some people don't want to step on the scale. The scale's defeating. It can be. Or your mind is thinking, oh, wow, I think I did great this week. You get on the scale and you probably did amazing, but it's not moving. That could be a downer, you know, and you're feeling that. So if you take a picture of the whole journey and the whole process and you start saying, wow, look where I started, even though it says I only lost a few pounds, I can actually see that I have muscles or, you know, I can start to see my waist come in. So Maybe different ways to measure your overall goal. Start to think about that. That's great advice because, you know, and you're the expert, but muscle weighs more than fat, right? So if you're doing some of the stuff that I know you would want to encourage me to do to build some muscle, there's got to be a point at which those arcs haven't crossed yet and I'm building muscle, but I haven't lost, you know, the flab. So maybe I have gained two pounds this week and it's not a great feeling and not a great thing to see. Yeah, you can start to lose inches and not see a reflection on the scale. So, you know, it's important to look at it that way. Start taking pictures, start taking measurements. Maybe don't even get on the scale. Seriously, if that's something that puts you in a mood, throw it away. (laughs) Just changing your life, changing, making healthier habits. Anne-Marie, that is so counterculture. I mean, I I do hate my scale. I mean, since (laughs) I was born, because, you know, I was born at like 135 pounds. I don't like the scale, but I've never thought that, well, because my wife uses it, but I've never thought, well, I should just deep six it. That's not even a thought. Think about it. You don't need to step on the scale. If you're changing your healthy habits, if you're tracking in some way and the scale puts you in a mood, get rid of it. (laughs) Well, listening to you for the past half hour plus has got me motivated, I can tell you that. But as we start to wrap things up, I I want you to give us some of the bullet points and takeaways so that we can 
you know, start to go to work on this because, you know, we're heading right into uh, May now and we've got lots to work on if we're trying to get into that bikini for summer, you know. (laughs) Okay. So I would say if you are looking for somewhere to get started or looking for a way to get started, you want to start with goals. You want to get really specific on what your overall goal is and then create those SMART goals. And then find someone to hold you accountable. Find that accountability partner. Find someone a few steps ahead of you to coach you through the process. Don't put it off. No more procrastinating. A lot of times we look at our goal, we'll say, oh, summer's coming. The kids are going to be home. I don't have time for that. No, you have to start making time for you. So stop procrastinating. No more excuses. It may mean getting up earlier. It may mean staying up an hour later. It may be refocusing your schedule a little bit to achieve the goal. But if it's important to you and it has to be something that you want, you'll learn how to create time for yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you're feeling alone, find others to support you. Little steps along the way make big changes. Well, one of my personal takeaways, and you'll get a kick out of this because you set it up so well, is my wife will tell me all the time, you know, you don't have to jog. In my mind, I think it's a guy thing, maybe, but in my mind, I think I have to hurt. You know, when you just said you don't have to jog and do a half marathon, you can walk. And I I still don't equate that to, you know, I'm going to burn the same amount of calories. I know it takes more time. And my wife says exactly what you said. See, it's just brilliance coming out of you. I don't have to hurt, you know, when I go out. I could actually do it and it can be fun. It just may take a few more minutes to get to that goal, you know. Yeah, you know, and as we age too, the more stress you put on your body, the harder it is to achieve your actual goals. So if you're doing something enjoyable at your own pace and you're making better food choices and, you know, things like that, you're going to see better long-term results because, you know, you're not going to burn yourself out. Yeah, yeah, such good advice too. Well, Anne-Marie, it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, so much wisdom from you today. And I can't imagine what it's like to be in your house. Is everybody just like, come on, mom, let's go. I mean, you've got to be the super motivator because you're just on it. Oh, thank you. We're a pretty healthy house and active house over here, but I like to be an example for my children and for my family. And we do a lot of activities together, physical activities, cooking together, creating meal plans and whatnot. And it's just become a part of our culture in our house. Yeah. Well, my best to your family, and I hope everybody stays well, and thanks for your time. It's great talking to you. It was great talking to you, too. Thanks. Anne-Marie Wakula, she is a macro nutrition coach, a certified personal trainer, so much more, and she's really connected to this program of Fitness Over 40, brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and you can find it at a healthiermichigan.org. We're glad you've been with us today. We want to thank you for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast as well, coming to you from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more and you can even check out what Anne-Marie's involved in, here's where you go online, ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast for the podcast, but then just stop at .org and you'll see a tremendous amount of rich content for you to help you start to set your goals to be on a track to fitness and wellness. You can leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcast or Stitcher and you can get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet, old episodes as well, so you can have us with you on your workout. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Stay well.